Section 5, Market Research. The good, the bad, and the bad that gets ugly. When it comes to market research, I've seen it all. There is research that is absolutely amazing. The depth of information, especially with today's tools, can be a bit mind-boggling. There is so much data available, and the detail of the data is what I've heard called creepy cool. We love it, but it is a little scary at the same time how insightful and even invasive it can be. Then there is the bad research that's out there. This is the stuff that is a mix between urban legend and a really bad guess. Let's use the example of the failure rate of small businesses. The common number that is thrown out there is about 80% of small businesses will fail within five years, give or take a bit depending on the shock value desired from sharing the statistic. But most reputable data sources will actually quote a much smaller percentage of failures. In this book, for example, I'm using the Small Business Administration's data that has the five-year survival rate at about half. Using another source, smallbusinesstrends.com, the failure rate for small businesses is listed from about half to two-thirds depending on industry. But the point is that most people quote this wrong and use it to make a point. This creates bad research. However, bad research is better than ugly research. Ugly is when not only is the information bad, but it's also misleading. A classic example is New Coke. In 1985, Coca-Cola set out to refresh its core product in the United States. After conducting over 200,000 taste tests, which confirmed a strong preference for the new flavor, Coca-Cola put New Coke on the shelves. The result was a disaster as unhappy customers complained in droves to the company over the change. Needless to say, Coca-Cola returned to its original approach with the introduction of Coca-Cola Classic. But the damage was done, and New Coke remains at the top of classic examples of ugly market research. How does this all relate to small business? What lessons can translate to the small mom-and-pop business that could never afford a 200,000-person sample survey? The lesson is this. Not all market research is going to help your business. Your job then becomes to wade through the quagmire of research and get what you need. The good news? This is much easier than you think when done correctly. The three types of market research. Market research is one of the most misleading aspects of small business. It's not that market research is bad. It's that bad market research is bad. We already mentioned the good, the bad, and when the bad turns ugly. But let's get more specific to small business and the three types of research small businesses deal with. One option is to have good market research. This is research that helps answer the questions you have about your small business. Then there is the market research, which is filler. It's a lot of numbers and charts and data that looks impressive but doesn't really add anything to your ability to improve your small business. It's just there. Not doing much to help your small business, but not hurting your small business either. Finally, there is bad market research, or in simpler terms, just plain old bad information. This is information that comes across as seemingly good, but is actually misleading and can cause you to make bad decisions in your small business. Here's the challenge. Most of us realize that there is good, bad, and filler information. That's fine. But where the challenge comes in is that all three types of market research look exactly the same. It's extremely difficult to know if you are looking at great information or horrible information or something in between. 
Now, the question becomes what to do when you have market research in front of you. Do you use it or not? If you do not use your research to help determine how to launch your startup, you are left to guess. This is actually a very popular option among most startup small businesses. They love to guess, mainly because guessing is a quick and easy option. If I'm an overwhelmed entrepreneur trying to keep up with everything required for my startup small business, the last thing I want to do is take the time to study up on a lot of research so I just go with my gut. That being said, I'm not suggesting that guessing is a bad option. At least it's not the worst option for a startup small business. It's not necessarily bad to ignore the research and go with your gut instinct. Most entrepreneurs have experience in their industries, so they usually aren't guessing blind. They usually have some form of reference when making their decisions. Also, often in business, real-time decisions need to be made. When an entrepreneur fails to take action because they don't have all the facts, they end up delaying and missing great opportunities. But despite needing to guess at times and trust your instincts in order to be able to take action to seize the right opportunities at the right time, strictly guessing is not the best strategy. Eventually, you'll guess wrong and get off course. Entrepreneurs who rely wholly on their instincts are limited in how far their business will grow. Yet even though guessing will eventually lead you off course, taking action based on the wrong information is worse. If you don't know what you are doing and don't know the difference between the different types of market research, odds are not in your favor of randomly getting good market research and being able to make good marketing decisions. Think about it. There are three types of market research you are dealing with, and only one of them is good for your small business. You are likely going to get more filler than anything else because there is so much more filler available than anything else. That's the job of filler, to take up space. The next most common type of market research is bad research, with only a small portion of the research you'll come across being good or useful information. Without actively seeking out good research, you are almost guaranteed to end up with lots of filler and quite a bit of bad information. Also consider this. To be successful in small business, you have to make multiple consistent good decisions over time. One bad decision based on bad information from bad market research can have a much bigger impact on your small business than one good decision made one time. If you are honest with yourself, you'll agree that even without trying to figure out some statistical calculation, we can see that you're not likely to benefit from good market research unless you know how to get it. In order to know how to get good market research, your small business needs to start by understanding the basics of market research. You need to understand the pros and cons of paying for market research as opposed to doing it yourself. You also need to understand the difference between primary research, research which is gathered for a specific marketing purpose, and secondary research, research that was gathered for another purpose but can be used to help market your business. This isn't a book on the technical aspects of market research and how to statistically validate your sample size, but it is important to have a basic understanding to make educated decisions. We'll cover a brief overview of the main sources of market research. Paid market research. As a startup small business, should you pay for market research? The answer is almost always no, you shouldn't. The exception would be if your startup has a specific research element necessary to successfully launch. In this case, however, your paid research should be specific to what you are researching, performing quality or specification tests on a patented product, for example. 
The reason I don't recommend purchasing market research for a startup is threefold. First, you will end up with mostly filler information. It's not that professional researchers are trying to give you filler. It's that they are paid to provide information, and that's exactly what they do, provide lots of information, i.e. filler. Second, the entrepreneur becomes removed from the process and isn't able to understand the subtle nuances of their own startup. Yet it's the subtle nuances that often distinguish the successful startups from the failed ones. Third, market research is very expensive. Most startups can't afford market research, and if they could, it violates the rules of the low-cash startup model we're working on creating. Let me clarify a point. I don't think you should never purchase market research. Paid market research can be great for an established business. You just want to avoid it as a startup, especially during the test phase of the MS approach. Your own market research. Whereas I don't recommend paying for market research as a startup, I do recommend taking the time to do it yourself. There are many benefits of doing your own market research. Done correctly, you will better understand your customers. It allows you to follow the low-cash startup model, and it is actually easier and oftentimes more enjoyable than hiring a firm and spending hours reading the reports you bought. We'll discuss how to do your own market research a little later in this section. But for now, know that this is the recommended option for a startup small business. Primary and secondary research. The two types of market research are primary research and secondary research. Primary research is any research done specifically for the use of the small business. Examples of primary research would be customer surveys, comment cards, social media profiling, etc., when a small business does primary market research, they are doing it for themselves and not specifically for any other person or purpose. Secondary research is research that was done for a completely different reason but is being adapted for your small business. An example of secondary research would be the U.S. Census. Census data is commonly used by small businesses across the United States. But census data isn't created or collected for small businesses. It's collected as a constitutional requirement of our government but they make it available to small businesses because it's useful information that is already collected. Most market research available is secondary research, meaning it is not expressly created for your small business. Of the two, primary research is by far the more valuable form of market research for a startup small business. Secondary research is where almost all of the filler and bad market research comes from. You might get a little bit of filler in primary research, but it's not common. It's even less common to get bad market research from primary research, unless you're new Coke, that is. As a startup small business, if you avoid secondary research, you'll be able to also avoid filler and bad research, and you'll avoid a lot of potential mistakes. Using your market research. It would be great if small business owners could go with their gut feeling and just say, who cares about all this market research? But unfortunately, that only works some of the time. Remember that most startups fail. If we are to get past failure in our business, we have to stop making mistakes that are easily avoided. That means we have to care about market research. There are two examples that startups should learn from when it comes to using market research. The first example is when a corporate chain launches a new store. These stores are almost always successful. 
The second is when a franchisor sells their business model to a franchisee to open a new store. Again, there is a very high success rate for new franchises, especially compared to traditional startup businesses. What makes it so much easier for a corporation or a franchise to be more successful than a startup? Most people mistakenly think it's the amount of cash or access to capital. This is a false notion. If you invest a small amount of money into a bad business, you will lose a small amount of money. If you take that same bad business and invest lots of money, the only difference is you will now lose lots of money instead of just a little. It's true that there are many great businesses that fail because they were underfunded, but no amount of money will take a bad business and make it great. Either it is a business worth investing in or it's not. The amount of money invested doesn't change that. Let's look at the real difference between your typical startup small business compared to a corporate or franchise model. When an entrepreneur starts a small business, almost always they have some understanding of their market. They usually start a small business in an area where they've had previous work experience. They have a personal interest or have been exposed to the idea through some connection or person they know. The point is they have a foundation of primary market research. Remember that primary market research is information collected specifically for the use by that small business. So personal experiences, personal contacts, or personal networks all contribute information that entrepreneurs use to get the idea for their startup small business. However, usually the initial amount of primary market research an individual has to help launch their small business is limited. How can anyone regardless of the extent of their experience, know everything there is to know about a market opportunity. Since their primary market research is limited, they either launch without any additional information or they go after secondary market research. Entrepreneurs who launch their small business without any additional information fall under the category of guessing, as mentioned previously. Keep in mind there is a significant number of successful startups that beat the odds by guessing, and there is a marketing principle that makes this possible. Luck. Sure, you can get lucky, and people get lucky every day. But luck is a difficult thing to predict, and luck isn't fair. As it was said by one small business owner I work with who managed to launch over 20 small businesses, most of them successful, I believe that bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. So yes, there are small businesses that did everything wrong, made tons of mistakes, and still have a successful small business. And if that's your strategy, all I can say is, good luck, you're going to need it. If that's not your strategy and you've run out of your own personal knowledge or primary research, you might be tempted, as so many small business startups are, to gather secondary research. If you are tempted, thinking this is going to help your startup, may I suggest that you don't do it. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that secondary market research is the next step you need to help launch your startup. Here's what happens. When a small business uses secondary market research, they often forget that the data was created for someone else, not them. Meaning that the small business has to take something designed for a different purpose and repurpose it to fit their needs. It's like taking a shovel and using it to chop down a tree because you don't have access to an axe. It's the concept of having the right job but the wrong tool for the job. Think about this. 
Why can there be two small businesses that both sell the same product to the same market and one small business will thrive while the other will fail? If each small business were to have collected secondary market research to test the feasibility of the market for their product, they would have gotten the same results. Their research would be positive feedback that there was an opportunity in that market for their product. And these results would have been accurate because one of the small businesses thrived. They couldn't thrive in a market where there is no demand. So obviously, the research would have been correct. So what about the other small business, the one that failed? They would have been in the same market. They would have had the same opportunity, which means there must be something more. Let's take this example one step further and go back to the fact that corporations launching new store locations and franchises launching in a new area have a much higher success rate than typical small businesses. Thus far, this example seems very hypothetical. Sure, somewhere, at some point, someone has had this situation. But is this really what happens? Yes, it is. But it usually isn't one startup that thrives while another startup fails. The more common scenario is a startup that is put out of business by either a franchise or corporate business that moves into the same market and squeezes them out. And this is happening at an unprecedented rate. There are entire industries that are greatly dominated by corporations and franchises that it is almost impossible to launch a startup without buying into their model. Think of gas stations, hotels, and big box retail. These industries are so dominated that you probably wouldn't even consider them as startup options for a small business entrepreneur. But these industries weren't dominated by sharing secondary market research. These industries were dominated by having their own primary research. Major corporate businesses and successful franchises share one big thing in common. They both have several stores to analyze and pull data. This doesn't mean that they don't use secondary research. They do, but they use it as a supplement to their primary research. As its name suggests, they use it second, after they have put the important primary research in place. You see, any small business that focuses on secondary research to validate the feasibility of the market will never actually understand their market. This is why primary market research is so critical to your startup, because without it, your small business will never have the insight into its market that it needs to be successful. But there is a significant problem that small businesses face that big businesses and franchises don't have. Small businesses don't have multiple locations to analyze for data. Or put more succinctly, the bigger businesses have a model for success. They already know what works before they expand or launch a new location. They have an approach for success that most startups don't have. They have a success formula. 